Hello everyone and welcome again to another Teacher Joseph podcast. Today we're going to look at some barriers to learning and how we can overcome those. Perhaps the first barrier to learning is this feeling that we're not in control, that somehow learning is okay as long as life goes well, or learning is okay as long as I have time for it. And there's other issues such as learning is okay, but only when I feel like it. And there's this idea that you have to control it, either by forcing yourself to do it when you don't want to, or taking a break from it whenever you feel like it, regardless of the consequences to yourself, to the teacher, and to your fellow students. A feeling of not being in control, you might think, well, it doesn't matter. It's only my own insecurities. But actually, it does matter because it affects everyone. If you imagine a big train which is traveling up and down the country, imagine that there's all these different wagons on this train. A wagon, or we can call it a carriage, the bits of the train where people sit. There's usually five or six of those, and the engine pulls them along. That's where the driver is. Now, imagine a particularly long train, and one of the wagons decides, oh, I can't go any farther, I can't do this. And so it stops. The engine suddenly finds itself under more pressure to pull the wagons, and the wagons immediately in front of you and behind you suddenly feel the pull and the increased energy because you're not operating as you should be. Let's just move that to another metaphor for a moment. Imagine that it's a train of camels who are walking in the desert. Everything is fine. There's 12 camels walking in a row. And then suddenly one of those camels decides that it's sick and can't walk anymore. Or it just has a little mood and decides that it can't go on. What happens to the rest of that train of camels? If you try to pull yourself out, you immediately stop the train because the camel in the front is going to be trying to pull you. The camel behind you can't go any farther. And the camel at the front, who's trying to pull you all along, finds that you can't, well, finds that it can't move 
because the weight behind is so great. Now, I'm saying all of this because this is how your behavior affects other people. If you don't feel in control, or if you feel that your English is worthless or useless, that mental idea is going to spread quicker than any virus. Because very quickly, either by your words, by your actions, or just using very basic mesmerism, other people are going to pick up this idea too, that somehow there's no control. In an English class, particularly on Skype or in e-learning, where you learn online, the teacher should be able to pick this up and should confront you with your own language. I was talking to someone last week and he kept telling me how, of course, he was different from other people because he just can't learn. And this is something which comes up again and again. We're all feeling that we are individuals who have no responsibility towards the rest of the train. When I confronted him about his language, he was very shocked. And he said, oh, you know, I don't mean that I can't do it. I just mean that I find it very difficult to do. And he immediately started to change his language. And by the end of the conversation, it wasn't that he can't do it. It became he could do it, but he needed to change his thinking and his mind in order to achieve it. So a good teacher should be able to confront you with your behavior so that you can learn from it. There was another student a few weeks ago whom regularly cancelled lessons. Until one day, I said to him, you realize you've cancelled half of all the lessons you've booked with me. If we look at the total number you've booked, you've attended half of those and you've insisted that the others should be rescheduled at a financial cost to me. And when I confronted him with this information, he didn't know how to act. He immediately said, oh, uh, really? I wasn't aware of that. And he didn't come back. We all act differently sometimes when we're confronted with our behaviors, but it's the only way to grow. When you don't feel in control of something, the only way to really overcome that is if someone points out what you're doing and the consequences that it has not only for you, but the platform within which you're learning, as well as your colleagues and your teacher. I meet a lot of people who tell me, oh, you know, Teacher Joseph, I'm different. 
I can't do it because I'm terminally different. You know, I'm different from other people you've met. My life is busier. I have more kids than other people have. And I'm always surprised by the number of reasons which people can create for telling me why they either haven't done their homework or why they generally feel that they can't learn. I used to think that perhaps I just attracted neurotic students, but then I thought, well, I'm perfectly fine, so I don't know why other people would have problems or why I would be attracting those kinds of people. But then I realized that we're all like that. This feeling of being out of control and having no control over our learning is very, very common. And the first step is to become aware of it. Your actions and your thinking don't only affect you. If I have a student who cancels a lot of their lessons, whether they pay for them or not, then they may be surprised. Because as well as them cancelling the lessons, the message that they're giving me is that learning is flexible and they don't care about it. So if I have to cancel a student's lesson because I have something more important, or if I have a student who can't find time in my calendar, then of course I'm going to cancel the lesson with the student who doesn't care about their English in order to let someone else in. So what I'm saying is, if your behavior or your thinking is, well, it's only an English lesson, then I'll do the same. If I see that you're repeating that habit of not coming or cancelling, the next time you try to book a package with me, you'll be told, sorry, but you're unreliable. Likewise, if you have a lesson in my calendar and you're not in the habit of attending lessons, don't expect me to be there. You might just get an email or a message which says, well, I'm not attending today. Why should I? Because you don't. So you see, there's an atmosphere created by your actions. And you need to be very careful about this. Not only because of your own learning and its abilities, but also how it affects other people's. When you lower your behavior because you feel you're not in control, everything is lowered. The system you're learning in becomes a commodity because there's always a worry about the money for that lesson. And then there's, then there's also the issue of the mentality of how if something is lowered to a commodity, what use does it actually have? So that's the first point I wanted to make about how some of us don't feel in control, but we don't often stop to think about how that affects others. 
The second barrier to learning is much more ethereal and illusional, or maybe we can say delusional. The problem with the second one is that it doesn't really exist. And it's all about time. Now, I regularly have people telling me, I didn't have time to do my homework. I didn't have time to study. I didn't have time to do this. I didn't have time to do that. And sometimes I can understand. Children do get sick sometimes. But really, I don't believe that in a 24-hour period, it's impossible for someone not to spend half an hour doing homework, which would only take half an hour or 40 minutes. So I hear this again and again. I didn't have time. And the truth of the matter is, if you really wanted to do it, then you would. In English, we often say, oh, I would really like to come for dinner, but unfortunately, I can't. Oh, I would really love to do that, but sadly, today, I can't. But of course, you would if you really wanted to do it. It's a question of priorities. And unfortunately, many of us don't push learning a second language to the top of the list, especially those of us who are working without a teacher. The excuses I've had are endless. It's everything from, I didn't have time because I'm building a new house, to my manager called me into an unexpected meeting. An unexpected meeting that lasted a week? I mean, really. I do understand that we are all very busy people, but if you really want me to take you seriously in your learning ability, then I expect you to find time to do the homework that I give you. But the homework itself is not an issue. It's all about this myth, this illusion that somehow there aren't enough hours in the day. Those of you who try to reduce English down to a commodity, sometimes that makes things worse. There's many of you out there who receive English lessons as a benefit from your employer. Particularly in the Spanish world, your employer will say, okay, yeah, you can have free English classes, go and book lessons on italki, and we'll pay for them. That's great, but it negates your responsibility. Because if you think you're getting something free, then you're not going to put any effort into it. This is a basic part of human psychology. I remember a Spanish student I had fairly recently, and they said to me, okay, my employer's paying for this, 
So I'm not going to attend. Let's just mark the lessons as complete once they're done. And my response was, well, no. Either you come to the lessons or you don't have the lessons. And unfortunately, the parson didn't really want that kind of scenario where they had to learn. So as a result, their package was terminated. Everyone felt very uncomfortable. And I never heard from the person again. It's not that these people are bad people. It's just that the opinions they hold about themselves and about their learning isn't really ideas or they aren't really ideas which can help them to move forward. And time is one of these things which is very easy to blame. I expect students to be honest and authentic enough to know what they think they're able to achieve in one day. If you really, really can't make English a priority for even half an hour in a day, then I would say something is very wrong with your attitude towards learning. That doesn't mean that you have to run away and sit on a mountaintop and think about it for three months. But it does mean that you need to begin seriously considering your commitment to learning. And if that commitment isn't there, and I see that it isn't there, then I'll tell you. And you might be quite sad when you're confronted with that information. So again, time or the illusion of time appears to be a barrier in learning, but it really isn't. It's very simple. If you want to learn, you will. And if you don't, you won't. And that responsibility rests with you. So just to summarize then, we've covered two points there. One is about this idea that you have no control over your learning. And the second one is about this delusion that somehow time is working against you and you don't have time. Remember, there's always a reaction to every action that you take. And it's important to keep this in mind because whether it's e-learning in a classroom or wherever, the problem doesn't just rest with you. The problem becomes everyone's issue. I hope you found this helpful. Let's talk again soon. See you. Bye.